like I think communication is something that has been essential to year 23 um and I've just really learned to like communicate with other people and also just like I guess it sounds weird but like communicate with myself like I've taken up manifesting which was something I didn't do until this year which has been life-changing I've also I told you I've been praying um and like become a lot more spiritual and I guess like in tune with that piece of my life and I've made just so many good friends this year like friends that I think I'll have for a long time versus like oh just like uh your friends for a moment so I guess like actually looking back on 23 like yeah whoever said 20 I think it was was it you that said it was me yeah you (laughs) said the 23 sucked maybe it sucked (laughs) yeah for me it didn't I would have to say 23 was actually like a really good year and I think I've grown so much in the last year and just changed a lot so actually no I would say 23 was pretty prime hey guys welcome to the Becca Blue Rose podcast I'm your host Becca for those of you who do not know me I was traveling for the year I was in Madrid then Switzerland then in the UK for a while and I'm finally back home This podcast was started in Madrid as kind of a way for me to document my travels, document the things that I was kind of feeling and going through and the people that I was meeting. So I record this podcast pretty much anywhere and everywhere from the top of a mountain to my long walks or in my car. You never know. Um, And I talk to pretty much anyone. So if you or anyone you know want to be interviewed, let me know. And my Instagram is at Becca Blue Rose. So head over there and share anything you like and give me a follow and enjoy. Thanks, Siri. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Becca Blue Rose podcast. This week, we have McKenna back on the podcast. It's been a while um, since one of our Mac and Beck chats. So yes. McKenna, why don't you update the audience on what you've been up to? I think the last time we did a podcast together was in the park in Retiro um, before you left Madrid. Oh, like a couple of days before. Yeah. Wow. Was what was it about? The honest or no Madrid's number one character flaws? Yeah, I think we recorded like two. I think we did Madrid's yeah. number one character flaw. And then just like, I don't know, we talked about just some of our favorite things from Madrid and we talked about all the restaurants and just like what we were gonna oh. miss and yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. The weather was nice and now it's winter. It is winter. It's like negative six. Oh wait, that's uh, Celsius. It's not negative six. I was like, man, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's like nine degrees. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So a lot has changed. Um, I'm I moved to Ontario, and so I'm not too far from Toronto. Um, one of the reasons I was leaving was because I had got a new job. And I can do that remotely, but uh, the lady I work for lives in Ontario. So uh, it just kind of was easier to be over here. Plus, like, I'm always down for a new move. So, (laughs) Um, And then my sister, she applied to vet school in the area and so got in. And so then um, we moved together and it just worked out really well. So 
got here. So I went home, stayed home for a few months, uh, caught up with family, had some fun health stuff. So I didn't get to do all of the things I wanted to do. But after that, uh, moved to Ontario and yeah, just been working a ton. Uh, when I first left, I was part-time and now I'm full-time, which was a like huge milestone. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Um, um, yeah, what about you, Becca? What am I up to? Well, I'm in Bend and I am working remotely as a social media manager and freelance writer. And I've been just doing some outside stuff, going skiing. Last podcast I did was on top of a mountain, which is my favorite place to record podcasts. Very typical. (laughs) (laughs) So not too much, uh, too much new here, but I think that kind of gives us a nice little segue into our topic for today, which is um, kind of just things that we're learning in our 20s. So McKenna and I met in Madrid in September. So like about a year and a half ago, a little, I guess, a year and a few months. Yeah. Uh, and we have both learned a lot since then. Like a year is a long time, and but also not a long time. And we've just learned so much. And I think something that I just thought of when you were talking about your job is that like mm-hmm. I've kind of learned that things just kind of tend to work out because your dream was literally to move to Canada and to work for this woman who you've admired for a super <laughs> long time. And now you literally are in Canada and living that dream so it's kind of just like one of those things I think I've just learned that if you believe in something enough or you want something enough like things will work out even if it's not in a way that you expected it to work out yeah yeah and like going off of that I was listening to the Rachel Hollis podcast who we love um this morning we've listened to every single episode I talk about (laughs) Like she on her podcast talks about the people that she wants to interview. You know, she's yeah. like, I'm going to say that I'm going to interview this person because one day I will. So like, I'm going to interview Rachel Hollis one day on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. No, I love that. She's, she's the cool, cool gal. Um, yeah, I listened to her podcast this morning and she was talking about how sometimes like things in life we want certain things in life to happen and then they happen and they're not quite what we anticipated but that that it's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. and that there's always a reason as to why that thing happened and it kind of reminded me of Spain because I'd always wanted to move to Spain and or since I, I went there for the first time and I wanted to experience like living in a country in Europe learn a new language um and so obviously we made that happen and it was a great experience but when I got there and you know this very well um it just it didn't feel like what I had expected um and definitely tough to like move to a different country and especially a country where you don't speak the language and all of those things but uh it like month after month although we had like a lot of great times um And it was a great experience overall. I was very sad and lonely, um, even though I, of course, had you. But it's, you know, as you know, too, a different kind of lonely. And I was really struggled with the fact that I had made that decision to move 
to a different country and then I wasn't enjoying it like I had hoped for. But then fast forward a couple couple months, I realized, okay, this isn't what I want to be doing. What do you want to do? And then because of that, I really put in the work to try and get to where I wanted to go, which was, you know, really this job and working for this woman. And um, I guess like if I hadn't gone to Spain and hadn't, of course, done those things, learned what I learned there and grown in so many ways, I don't think that I'm not sure I would be here. I could have gone down a different career path or a different um, avenue in especially nutrition. Um, but I wouldn't have learned so much about myself, I think, because it really made me put in the work and journal and like write about it and talk about these things that I had really been feeling deep down for years and years and years. But until I was out of my environment, like my home environment, and out of the people that were in my life every single day, I probably wouldn't have discovered those things. And so, although like Spain, I thought it was going to be something, it wasn't, it was hard, but it turned into something that was phenomenal and happened for like a greater reason. And so it's just really interesting to me. I mean, that's life, I suppose. Uh, it takes you down all these different avenues, but it's just interesting to me how like life works in funny ways like that. Mm -hmm. and I think the point of that too is just like we're noticing it more how things work out I don't think I ever took note of it as much when I was younger and like high school college you never like oh this thing didn't work out where else did it lead me but yeah. now I'm kind of starting to put the pieces together a little bit more because like I'm the same way Spain wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be but if I didn't go to Spain and then you and I wouldn't have gone on our trip to Switzerland in the winter. And then I wouldn't have found the mountain hostel and I wouldn't have gone to Switzerland in the summer and spent the summer there. And then if I hadn't gone to Switzerland for the summer, I wouldn't have met some really cool people. And one of whom I like stayed with in the UK after that for like a month. So like mm -hmm. none of that would have happened. And then also thinking about just like my career and my job where I am right now. I mean, the person, like, I was an intern where I'm working now, but the person that I took her job, like, she worked at GEM for the last year, and so, like, if I was here for the, like, I wouldn't have had that, like, the fact that I got home, she was literally leaving this position, was like, here, do you want this job, and, like, the fact that that just all kind of worked out the way it did is just really cool to see, because, I, I'm finding that the things that you have to like really force into existence are maybe just like not meant to be and the things that kind of just flow into existence are a lot they're just better and I think they're probably like more likely to be something that's beneficial to your life yeah and I think like also those things that naturally come into your life might not always be great mm -hmm. and like actually quite suck <laughs> yeah. but I think just like acknowledging it and noticing that it's there and doing what you can with it to learn or to create something out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, like Spain, I wouldn't have met you and learned half of the things or any any of the things that I learned from you, obviously. Um, and yeah, I just, it's neat.
Well, we were just talking about that. And another thing that I think we've learned in our 20s is that having friends that teach you things or like that you learn from is just like so, so important. Like I'll just use, yeah, you as an example, obviously, (laughs) but just like in terms of just like health and wellness in general. And like, I mean, I knew nothing about the female period before I met you. And I know that's <laughs> such a random example, but just like in terms of like the cycle and like, I've never paid attention to it. I've never really understood anything about it until I met you and you were like, oh, this is important. And like, just like so many nutritional things that I didn't know, so many things about working out and fitness that I had no idea about. And then just like, now you're super into astrology, which I think is incredible. And so just like the things like McKenna and I randomly, like we text each other podcasts, we text each other, like Instagram posts about, yeah, like astrology or baking. Mm -hmm. And like, I've learned so much about, yeah, just baking tips and cooking. And like, you taught me, you taught me the water thing that like, when you cook vegetables and stuff, you can just like put water in the pan and you don't need it. And I had no idea that that was the thing. I taught that to Cam. Literally, he was like, my life has changed. And I was like, same, like, it's such a life changing, like that simple thing is just like so small. And I don't know like anyways we just like text each other podcasts about like like again Rachel Hollis she just has so many self-care tips and life advice and you know she talks about boys and just everything and like the amount of advice that we've like given each other and um but it's like it's good to have relationships where you're kind of like always learning and always like bouncing ideas off each other and like not being offended if someone like teaches you something that you don't know or like yeah maybe like has an opinion that you don't agree with and just being like oh that's like cool thanks for teaching me that and like yeah just having you see things in a different way and I think that's been a really crucial piece of our friendship is because you and I actually are very different um, yeah which is like kind of a good thing because we see things very differently yeah I like as we were talking I was thinking about that how there are definitely a lot of similarities but there are a lot of and I think it's important of course to have uh similarities in a friendship otherwise I don't know what that friendship would quite be but we both love breakfast that's a key part of our friendship so much breakfast (laughs) is the best yeah um but we definitely like you said have differences and I think that that is for sure important in any relationship because then you learn things Mm -hmm. um I remember I don't uh, yeah we were walking down um we had just spread right outside our apartment we were walking down and I don't know how the conversation came up but we were talking about how um like couples like seeing couples out walking and like holding hands and how you were you were saying how like when you see people couples out together you think it's really sweet and like you're you're happy for them and I I'm gonna sound so selfish I had never felt that before. When I would see couples out, I would be like, oh man, I want that. If I didn't, like, if I wasn't in a relationship, like, I, I want to be with someone. I want to be holding someone's hand and have the comfort of another person versus just looking at them and being genuinely happy for <laughs> those two people. <laughs> wow, she can do that. I can do that. <laughs> that's funny I I don't I don't recall that exact time but 
I think about it often. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad. Oh. I think it's I think it's because it comes from a place of like just genuinely being happy and caring mm-hmm. about another person, regardless of how they or that situation could potentially be affecting you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. Like you're not involved in that at all. It comes from a very selfless place. And you have taught me that you have also you've taught me how to be more selfless and just again be genuinely caring for another person you've also and we've talked about this over and over again because we often send like messages about body image stuff and food and the whole food relationship and you have honestly I think I think you were the start of me really healing my relationship with food and my body for sure I think in Spain, I would, of course, like hear you, your experiences and how you dealt with that and how you came like overcame it or, and still, of course, like, you know, it's a, it's a daily thing that we, we work at, but in Spain, I would hear those things and resonate with it, but I didn't and couldn't apply them mm-hmm. until recently I've I don't know if it's maybe because I'm no longer like with you or I'm just in a different phase of my life, but I've been reflecting on your experiences and the things that you would say to yourself and the things that, um, yeah, mostly that you would just, you know, speak, say to yourself and then how you would speak to yourself. And now they're really coming back and I'm able to apply them into my life. And like, I often think about how I'm doing something we were talking about like exercise earlier before the podcast um about how I would exercise from a place of wanting to look a certain way and it was totally for aesthetics um but now that's changing because it's no longer about like who I am is not just solely the way I look Mm-hmm. And you said that many times in Spain about how we are so much more than just our physical body. And I frequently will like hear you saying that. <laughs> you're like, all right, Becca's right. <laughs> you're like, gotta listen to that voice inside my head. I got it because if it wasn't there, I wouldn't be saying it. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's very important to have friends who have different ideas and different perspectives and, um, just say different things to um, to help you grow as well yeah and just like being able to relate on those subjects too because like I feel like in one way or another a lot of people can relate to that but also be like being willing to talk about that stuff um, yeah is another thing because like it's not an easy subject to to talk about and I remember when I when I got the we talked about the whiteboard like all the time or the corkboard in in Madrid but then finally yeah like putting up so I put up a bunch of sticky notes uh in our bathroom in Madrid and I literally we both still have them I have the ones that you wrote and I have and you have the ones that I wrote they're literally in this book right here (laughs) yeah yeah um and I just wrote a bunch of things like I don't even remember but I was like oh like you were oh she's gonna read them I'm gonna read them let's see what what I left on the bathroom mirror (laughs) and I remember when um when oh okay go ahead oh I was just gonna say I remember when Pico came over and he was just like like he said that he was just like 
I like write all of those on the mirror and like I think it's beautiful that you and McKenna like have that up in your bathroom um and just like taking the time to acknowledge that as well I thought that was really like that was cool for sure um yeah it's I don't know of course a reminder every single time I open up my journal um I took for those like who are obviously hearing and not seeing this because this is over zoom um (laughs) I took the sticky notes and I put them in my journal uh, the journals that we got in Spain and this one says focus on the good you are in Spain you get to fuel your body you get to better yourself you get to dream of a cafe a nutrition biz a cookbook anything at all and then this one says you matter so much my friend and you deserve everything so yeah things Things like that it's very sweet yeah those were always nice to wake up to and I always enjoyed when there was like new ones up randomly I was like oh it's on the board today and like birthday notes yeah that was fun that was a good time I was gonna say oh I think it was when we were were, you were just talking about exercise I think another thing like when you're saying about like body image as well and like food and stuff that's like a lifelong process and like something that definitely goes in waves like I've been struggling with it definitely a little bit more since I've been home and it just like has a lot to do with the environment you're in and like the people that you're with and that's the other thing is like the people that you surround yourself when you're trying to like I guess counteract that kind of stuff is really important because if you're with a bunch of people that like are kind of a negative influence on that kind of thing then it's just Mm -hmm. like wow this sucks like because now I'm going like I was 10 steps ahead and I'm like 15 steps back um but I think another thing is that like like that's kind of a lifelong thing kind of fitness I think that's something I've learned as well is a very lifelong thing and so it's like changing up your fitness routines and also just being okay with going for a walk one day because you have like 75,000 more years I guess not thousand I would just say 75 more years that would be great Um, (laughs) because you have like yeah 75 more years to go to the the gym you really want to say (laughs) 75,000 yeah I know I know uh but like to go to the gym to lift weights to eat healthy like you know so it's just like I think that's something that's been really helpful to understand is that it's like a lifelong thing and so some phases like right now you're in a big phase of going to yoga and doing pilates and not weightlifting as much and I'm in the opposite like I'm weightlifting a lot more because all I did this summer was run and like do body weight stuff so it's like going in and out of different phases of working out which honestly kind of makes it helpful to like continue working out and like stay consistent because I don't know about you guys but I get bored pretty easily Uh, is that a Sagittarius (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I have to keep myself entertained trying new things repetition Uh, has never been like my strong suit no (laughs) so yeah there you go I think if you get so stuck in one way and not just with exercise but with anything I don't know life just becomes very like rigid after that and as you spoke about I am doing yoga which you introduced me to yoga <laughs> and heavily and encouraged yoga that. was hard I just want to say that out loud she didn't think yoga was hard it's so hard 
I had no idea. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be in class and I'll be like, oh, Becca was right. This is hard. <laughs> um, but I guess just with that said, I think it's really important with exercise to be incorporating, you know, multiple things, not just weightlifting, not just yoga, um, not just running, because that's not what our bodies like. They like to switch it up. And um, I found recently that they help one another. Like the yoga has been huge, like game changing for my lifts. And I wish that I had implemented this earlier, like just, you know, stretch for 10 minutes in the morning at the very least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my lifts are so much better and my weight is going up and I feel stronger in the movement. And it just, again, is another reason that like, you gotta add, not you gotta, but it's important. It's great to add different things and to test your body and your mind in different ways. Um, so for me, like that's been a big life learning thing in my like early 20s especially uh not early 20s because I'm officially mid-20s holy shit you're 25 yeah don't remind me it's okay I'm almost 24 oh I forget that you're younger (laughs) a whole year younger fantastic (laughs) that's okay it's fine uh wow I don't want to do that yet remember when we were talking about how 23 was an awful year yep do you feel like it was an awful year no I I feel like 23 was pretty good for me like if I look back on the entire year like yeah I don't know I think something I learned a lot this year was just like I think something I've always struggled with is getting super close to people like that's something I've always really struggled with like even my friends from high school and stuff I never felt like I was like super close to them and just even my friends in college like I always felt like I don't know like I didn't just like share things with them so I feel like the more this year I really learned to just like speak my mind and like be super honest with people tell them how I'm feeling and then just like not take things so personally you know Mm. like if someone else is having an issue or something and like I think communication is something that has been essential to year 23 um and I've just really learned to like communicate with other people and also just like I guess it sounds weird but like communicate with myself like I've taken up manifesting which was something I didn't do until this year which has been life-changing I've also I told you I've been praying um and like become a lot more spiritual and I guess like in tune with that piece of my life and I've made just so many good friends this year like friends that I think I'll have for a long time versus like oh just like uh you were friends for a moment so I guess like actually looking back on 23 like yeah whoever said 20 I think it was was it you that said it was me yeah you (laughs) said the 23 sucked maybe it sucked yeah for (laughs) me it didn't I would have to say 23 was actually like a really good year and I think I've grown so much in the last year and just changed a lot so actually no I would say 23 was pretty prime good for you like it was still hard and there was a lot of things that I dealt with especially while we were in Madrid that like were not easy and were uncomfortable and like I definitely felt the like loneliness that you did as well but I also just come from kind of being in a city sometimes and like it is the worst kind of lonely when like you're surrounded by people but like 
you still feel so lonely um yeah so I don't know definitely ups and downs but like I think I just learned how to be a lot more open and I think this last year I felt the most comfortable in my own skin like in terms of body image in terms of like just being okay eating and like in terms of my exercise routine and also just like realizing that being healthy is important and like it's important to me and like also learning I think I've really taken a new approach to learning and just realized that I want to be able to learn anything I want to learn so like with you that nutrition book that I the David Rowland one Mm -hmm. I tried to start reading it when I was in Madrid and I was like I like I couldn't get through it now I'm like loving it and I'm like highlighting and taking notes and it's just great um so I guess like also just taking a new approach to learning and being mm-hmm. like I can actually learn whatever I want to learn um yeah you're not putting restrictions on it like you're not forcing it either you're just letting it happen yeah so actually and I'm very like I've just become very open I've always been open but like very open to just like any ideas so yeah no 23 was prime nice anyways I'm glad it was a better year. (laughs) (laughs) That reminded me, um, because obviously we're no longer in Spain and in different areas and communicating, I think, with friends when you guys are like long distance and not in the same place is an art. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately because like you and I will talk almost every day but it's not, and it doesn't have to be like a long conversation. We don't have to like talk on the phone. It can just be a simple text like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Or I hope you have a good day. And like, sometimes that's it. But you have really taught me that it's okay for that to be it. Like, it doesn't have to be, like I said, a long conversation. You can just like check in with that person. And then also you have put for me the pressure taking the pressure off of like feeling that like I need to respond right away I am typically awful if anyone knows um at responding and I get really stressed out about it because I know I need to respond but with you it's just like knowing that you don't expect it and you know like I'll get back to you when I can Um, and so I think like that communication piece with friends, when you guys are that far apart and want to maintain a friendship is so important. Um, yeah. And you've definitely taught me, I guess, just how to be a better communicator with friends and maintain relationships when you guys are no longer physically in the same spot. Yeah. Well, I think that just comes from the fact that definitely like Simi and I have been long distance friends, I guess, forever. Um, we had to get really good at it because like, we just don't have time to talk all the time, but I've like, I've definitely like friendships are like relationships and like you get out of them, what you put into them. And so like, if you don't put anything into them and you, I don't know, like there's some people that I do go weeks, months without talking to, and you talk every so often and it's fine. But like my close friends, I do just like to be like, oh, like hope you have a good week. Like just like kind of like let you know that I'm thinking about you. But I think these messages have also changed my life um, because it is really, I hate texting. Like I really, I'm not a huge texter and I mean, you aren't either. Um, So I'd much rather send you like a four minute voice message and be like, ah, just listen to it. If it's in a week, like that's fine. But I'd rather (laughs) send you like a voice message than be like, oh, like let me text you a million things 
Um, so that's been life-changing, which is another thing we learned when we were in Spain. I was going to say, did we pick that up in Spain? Like, I never sent voice messages before that, but like now I love voice memos. Simi and I do it too. Like she will, yeah, like while she was going to work, she would send me her voice memos and listen to mine while she was like driving to work. And I do that with you too. When I'm driving yeah. into town every day, I, that's when I listen to your voice memos and then I respond to them while I'm driving. Um so yeah, I don't know. I do appreciate that as well. Like it is, it's nice to just like not feel the need to respond. And also sometimes people will send me messages that like I genuinely need a while to think about my response. And I yeah. don't want to like respond because I feel like I need to in that moment because sometimes I don't have the words that I want to say or like in how I want to word it or I haven't processed what they said yet. Mm-hmm. That's also important is like taking your time to actually think about what you want to say to someone. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've learned in my 20s. I mean, I guess I've only had three years of them. I know. What a wise woman at the age of 23. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, okay. That reminded me. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it, like accepting uh, a compliment. And not like saying, oh no, like, no, like, you know, being trying to be like humble about it. No, accept the damn compliment. <laughs> that is something that you have definitely taught me. But in my mid 20s now, <laughs> um, just saying like, thank you. And mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, if there's nothing wrong with saying that you like something about yourself and that you agree and you're also okay with making it known um that has been pretty pretty big because it does make me really sad when I see and hear people and myself as well like negate it and like receive a compliment like hey you you look like really pretty or um I hate that compliment um I don't know just well-spoken whatever it is and just being like thank you I, I yeah I'm really like working on it yeah and yeah. I don't know I think that that's pretty big because it just again speaks to confidence and um yeah learned a lot in that area I what is uh, I think Sarah's day is the one that she always says like act confident and no one will question you and that yes. quote, like has stuck with me forever because it's so true like fake it till you make it act confident and no one will question you and it's just literally Mm -hmm. kind of it's something that I thought about a lot lately as well um but I think another thing just going off what you said about compliments um just like ideals of beauty as well it's something I've talked about on my podcast before I'm sure you've listened to it it's just like the fact that like being beautiful being pretty being cute like being every single thing is just like they're so different to me and like people can be beautiful and can have like nothing to do with their physical appearance and I mean like okay like in their own way like everyone is beautiful um but like you get what I'm saying you know like Mm -hmm. I think people who are comfortable and confident and like just own who they are I think they are like the most beautiful people and like I think pretty like you said like you don't really like that compliment yeah it's not that I don't but I also like almost prefer being called cute or beautiful over pretty. Like it's just such a different type of compliment, I guess. Like 
I don't know why, but feel like sometimes being called pretty is kind of like superficial almost. I don't know. Like I actually, I mean, I like that compliment. I don't mind when people call me that, but I also, it's just like not my first go-to compliment for other people, I guess. Um, yeah, I understand that. Cause I do feel like pretty is associated more with like a physical appearance, appearance, yeah. whereas beauty could be anything and yeah. it's not necessarily the way you look. And um, that is something for me that I've really been trying to embody more and just knowing like, for example, when I walk, I've been really trying to not be slouched over and just like walk more straight and have better posture because then I feel more confident when I'm standing straighter. And to me, that confidence is key in feeling beautiful, not looking beautiful, but just feeling overall as like a beautiful human. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I think, and everyone I think will experience this at different times, but for me, like mid twenties, really being able to embody what it means to be beautiful and what beautiful means to me, I guess. Yeah, and I think before this, you were also talking about just like being more comfortable as a female. And I think that's what I struggled with too, as well. It's just like being comfortable with being a woman because there's just like so many things about being a woman that you just like have to think about and like deal with. And just, I don't know. Like, I guess I've never been super comfortable with it. And maybe that's another reason that pretty is never as comfortable because I'm just like, ah, like, I just feel like, ah, you know, like there's just something like, ah. I had never thought about it like that. I think it probably also comes with that like self-acceptance. I think as we get older yeah. with every year, we probably accept ourselves, you know, more and more and the things we don't like, we hopefully try and work on. Um, but obviously we, you and I identify as females. And so um, just, I guess, learning to be more accepting of that, which sounds awful <laughs> that we have to, learn to accept that but yeah 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 I do think that society also can make it hard to be a female I guess but yeah society can just make a lot of things hard society is hard <laughs> that should be the quote <laughs> life is hard <laughs> I, I'm gonna coin that term <laughs> I think something else I've learned is that like genuinely you kind of just have to prioritize yourself and I guess this is something I'm thinking about in terms of you leaving Madrid um Mm -hmm. just in terms of like the fact that you just were like this isn't for me and decided to go home and you're like like what you went home in March um the beginning Mm -hmm. of March and like you were just like I'm done and like I'm going home um Mm -hmm. and that's just really important because like you could easily have decided like, oh, I'm going to stay because like Becca's here or I'm going to stay because of this. But like deciding things that you need to do to prioritize yourself is something that I think is really important. And just like, I think that's actually something that I have to say Pico really, really kind of like taught me a lot about is because he really prioritizes himself a lot. And like, I also think you taught me that quite a bit. It's just because like, I don't know, you... I don't know you were never like going out and drinking or doing a bunch of stuff it was always like uh you know like I don't like alcohol like I'd rather go to the gym and like not that I 
am that way but I'm more towards the like I just want to have fun um but then I would kind of be like sad when I'd wake up and I'd feel like shit and then towards the end of Madrid like I instead of yeah going out with them I would just go to bed and be fine with it on like a Saturday night and then wake up and go running at like 6 a.m because that's what I'd rather be doing um Mm -hmm. and I think that's really been beneficial for me now coming home because like I go to bed at like eight nine o'clock at night um it's earlier than me yeah I go to I go to bed so I mean to be fair I wake up at like five o'clock without an alarm um so I'm tired by the time eight o'clock comes around but like I have friends in Bend and you know they'll text me and they'll be like it'll be like eight o'clock and be like hey like we're going to do this at we're going to get drinks and like go out at eight thirty nine. do you want to come and I'm like I'm already in bed like I'm not getting up I'd rather just stay here and read read Harry Potter and some may say I'm not living my 20s to the fullest, but honestly, that's just what I'd rather be doing. Like I was going to say, if that's what you want to be doing, then by my standards, you are living. Yep. So I think that's something that I've really had to come to terms with is because like, I've never really had FOMO. Um, mm-hmm. like, I've never really had that experience. And in college, it's not like I didn't go to bed early, but I think just like, being in these like being in Madrid and being in Switzerland and being in these places and being like oh no I just like like to go to bed early and there'll be nights yeah like I'll stay up I'll drink I'll do whatever but I think just like prioritizing what I need in my life and like my goals and realize that like other people don't have the same goals as I do and that's fine Um, but like I don't I just hate doing things and then feeling like shit about them later and I'm not even just like referring to drinking I'm just referring to everything like I just hate when I'm like oh I don't really want to do this but I'm doing it for this person or this reason or because I think I'll be sad if I don't and then I'm like well shoot I like much rather would have just like stayed in my bed (laughs) or like I don't know stayed home so yeah yeah um I have two things on that um one I kind of had the opposite feeling from you where as like you were I guess recognizing that I I was just staying home not drinking alcohol whatever I realized that it's okay to go out every once in a while and have fun in in that sense and then it's also okay to come home this is very random but come home and eat food at midnight like that is a big thing that I've dealt with for so long like okay whatever time rolls around I can't eat past that hour and then I can't eat until whatever hour in the morning but knowing that I I could come home late at night or if I was just craving something late at night I could eat that thing and then I wouldn't have to wait say three hours later the next day to eat another meal Mm -hmm. that was life-changing for me you know what this is actually this is such a side note but um, I don't think we'll see I'm not gonna say this person who this person is because they might one day listen to my podcast and we don't want that um anyways I met someone and I was telling them about my nutrition book and then they were like well I practice intermittent fasting and it's like this 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 and this and I literally was just like I just simply don't care I was like I'm like I'm just like I have no I'm not gonna do that um, yeah anyways that's all I had to say about that but I was just, oh, I love that I was like you do you but yeah. like it's also way worse for females than it is for men so like men are like really good at that shit like my brothers do it and then I'm like it's just like not for women like you're not supposed to 
that's what I was gonna say I was like speaking of hormones and the female cycle that is horrible yeah especially depending on your age but um yeah yeah. but I guess like what you're saying though is also just like not doing things like you're figuring out that you can do things but like I've always known I could do those things like I guess that's never been a stressor for me like I still go out and drink like on Halloween like I went out um yeah it's never really bothered me but I think it's more of just realizing that like that's something like for me it's the key of like overindulgence where you it's like underindulgence we have like opposite problems and it's literally like I'll go out once and then I have to go out like seven times but it's like no like you could just go out once you don't have to say yes every time someone invites you but then you I can just go out once yeah and you're like I don't have to say no every time someone invites me oh that's funny balance man key to life this is why we meet in the middle this is why we were were great because at least on the nights that we didn't want to do anything we were like let's go to honest greens eat a bunch of food and then go watch harry potter oh yeah so miss that I still never you know this but I still never finish the movies that's okay it's fine. I mean, it's really not. You should really do that, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to force you to do anything that you don't want to do. So that's fair. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say, you were talking about how you don't want to do things that make you feel like shit. Like you don't want to feel crappy. Um, as Becca mentioned, I have been doing a deep dive into astrology these days, and <laughs> it's great. Learned, it's really good for me. <laughs> I send her updates regularly. <laughs> um yesterday was the start of the Sagittarius season um well I don't know when based on when this will go out but um this is Becca's season of life right now guys um anyways (laughs) I learned about like you know the whole sun moon rising thing and I was learning that everything not everything in my chart but like my sun sign and my rising sign are very Uh, they're very closely tied to feelings and from everything that I was reading I do a lot of things based on how I feel and I never like had a word or never knew like how to articulate that I always felt that growing up especially in recent years but I never knew like what it is and I always felt I'd beat myself up about it because I'd make a plan with someone and then I would want to cancel like come closer to that date and I would get so mad because some people, you know, make a plan, they stick to it. But for me, I, that date would approach and I'd be like, I no longer feel like I want to do this. Or like with dinner, I would have an idea in mind for dinner and then dinner would come. Like, I no longer feel like I want to do that. And it would upset me to no end, but based on my astrology charts, um, I'm learning that like, that's just, I guess, who I am at my core and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And again, that speaks to like self-acceptance, how just accepting that that is who I am. And like, for me, very much like you, I don't want to feel like crap. And I base a lot of my decisions off of how I think I'm going to feel mm-hmm. uh, in good and bad ways. But um, yeah, I think it is very useful when you can come into tune with that and know what it is that you want to feel and how you want to feel. Um, yeah, I think that that, especially in your 20s, you really discover. And I mean, more so as you get older, but 
I also think that just has a lot to do with intuition and like there are certain things that like yeah I mean learning about just like my star sign as well has been helpful in terms of just like I guess pinpointing some of the things that I know about myself that I've never necessarily understood like again Mm -hmm. for the life of me kind of like you I could never figure out why I was like aggressively impulsive while also aggressively indecisive so like I'll like debate something in my mind for like ever and then randomly just like impulsively make the decision about something and I'm just like why are you like why are you like this and I just like and again I think it was you too that was like Sagittarius or just like chronically dissatisfied yeah Um, like we're we're just like like just boredom and like like I just have to be entertained like I have like I I get bored if I'm not learning something if I'm not doing something and I used to just think it was like a problem with me and I've just always had a hard time sitting still which is why the summer was like really good for me because I like really sat still um which was like wow hard um but it was good for me um oh my god I had a point oh intuition like intuition. That's another thing that was like understanding that about yourself and then kind of like listening to those gut feelings like if someone asks you something or like asks you to do something or you're in a place and like you just have a feeling about it um I think this is something that Cam kind of talked a lot about which was like just like when you get to a place you initially like know how you feel right when you get there like you either your initial reaction like you either feel good or you don't feel good like it doesn't matter like where you are but like in a certain situation like when you meet someone too like first impressions like you initially have a reaction you're like is this good is this bad like sometimes you don't know but I feel like listening to that and coming into tune with that is like life-changing because if you just listen to that like initial feeling you won't get stuck down the road doing a bunch of things that you don't want to be doing because you're like initially kind of like okay that didn't make me feel great so like why would I go test that out again or like sometimes Mm -hmm. you can give things like a second chance but if like the second chance you're like I'm just gonna go listen to that like initial feeling I feel like that's been pretty important for me just because I am indecisive so like I'll debate that feeling forever like I'll I'll meet someone or like I'll go into a situation and I'll be like initially I'll be like well this sucks but then the positive side of me (laughs) like no like it'll get better like it'll be fine it'll turn out fine and I'll like debate it in my head and I'll be indecisive about the whole situation and then in the end I'll just be like so why did I waste all that time so I think you know what that reminds me of no you're gonna tell Uh, me I am gonna tell you uh (laughs) It reminds me of the job teaching in Madrid. The amount of conversations you and I would have about like, oh, if we stay, there's this. If we leave, there's this. But then this. Pros and cons, listen. Pros and cons. They ne- oh. You know what those things? Those things never helped me. Really? Like, literally, pros and cons list don't do anything for me. No. Uh. Because I'm just like, I can't possibly just go with the one that has more pros because what if like that still has a a negative that I don't like? So I mean, there's always a what if. I know. Gosh, what ifs kill you. They do. They really do. Thinking about things in the past. That's another thing that I really, it doesn't do me any good to think about things that I'm like, oh, what if I did that? I've really tried hard to just stop thinking that way because it just doesn't do you any good. Like you cannot change it. And it's just like, like, you know, people that are like, oh, like, what if I had said that? Or what if I had done this? Or 
it's like if it's the right person the right place the right thing like no matter what you say it's not going to affect anything so I don't know I feel like that's been important for me as well to not think about what ifs yeah definitely I think it also speaks to like regret I was thinking about this lately because, you know, some people say, um, oh, I regret this or, oh, I never have any regrets. And I think I don't really like speaking in like yes or no kind of terms, but um, are very cut and dry terms. But I do personally resonate more with like not having regrets because like, I mean, if you get down to it, you can learn anything from anything. And so even if it was like you did something and you didn't like the outcome, you can still learn from it. And so it shouldn't necessarily, or shouldn't have to be a regret because depending on how you look at it, there could be something out of that situation. Um, yeah. Oh, you could spend so much and waste so much time like thinking back to the past and being like, oh, dang, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And I think that's something I've come to terms with in relationships a lot is like like with and it's this is I guess more in terms of like guys is like you can spend hours and hours just like overthinking something that you said to a guy like say you go on like a first date or something or like meet someone and you're like oh my god like I should have said that or I should have done this or you know like I regret not talking to that person or you know like so many little things that you can just regret in terms of like those situations which I think everyone can kind of relate to and I think that's been really nice as well is just learning to like if it's the right person like yeah. you say something wrong and if it's the right person like they will talk to you like they will message you if someone is like interested they will show interest and it's like if someone's not interested like for me it's been very important learning to like tell someone maybe when I am interested or like when I have thoughts on my mind and like if they don't reciprocate then it's like okay cool like I got it off my chest at least and now I can stop thinking about it and that's fine that's all I needed to do like I guess I don't really care about your response this is more of like a mental health thing for me and like I think I've gotten a lot better at that just because once you realize that like I think I was talking to you about this when you were like gonna go on dates and I was kind of like remember like I was like you have to decide if you like them too like yes yeah like oh god she's going crazy do you want you can talk about this if you want it just reminded me of like that was a big thing that I learned and took away from you was that because I have not really dated and I've been in just like long relationships um close together and so I haven't really like gone out on dates I guess um and I was talking about it with you and like of course if you haven't done that it's nerve-wracking I don't want to go on a date (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or at least like, in that way too like you haven't yeah. dated a lot and like I've dated a lot yeah yeah and yeah I the idea of it terrifies me and mm-hmm. I should say it did terrify me um because of course I don't have experience doing it but also it comes from a place of insecurity like I was so insecure about how that person might see me and what they may think of me and whether or not they'd be interested in me and then you reminded me and told me you know you have an opinion too and your opinion of that person is just as important as their opinion of you Mm -hmm. and 
if you can have that mindset, like going into whether it's a date or really like any first meet, whatever situation with another person or a new person, it really changes everything. And I think you go into that situation a lot more calm and relaxed mm-hmm. and likely to have a better outcome because you realize, okay, I get to decide something here as well. So, yeah, like I, I think that just like comes from the fact that I've spent like, there's been many times that I've like gone on a date or something or I'm like, and you like sit by your phone and you're like, God, like, I hope they text me back. And like, what do they, what do I say? And like, I was like, shit, like, what if I say the wrong thing? And I just like got to a point where I was like, this is such a waste of my time. And like, if I'm interested, like, I don't really care. Like I'll, I'll tell them and that's fine. And like, if they're not, then it's like, okay, cool. Like I don't have to waste any more of my time hoping that like they'll text me back and like yeah I don't know like I'm just I think it's gotten to a point too I'm just not interested in playing games and like I'm very I think I know exactly more of what I want now and I guess that just also comes with dating and like being older um but just like remembering that yeah like I have a say in this too and like if I don't oh what was I gonna say oh like I guess that I am like that I have it. Sometimes you just really lose your train of thought. But oh, like, totally. like I have a say in it too. And it's like, if I, if that person doesn't want to date me, like why would I want to date them? Cause like, I'm kind yeah. of supposed to end up with one person, like at least in my mind. So I'm like, well, if they don't want to date me, like, why do I want to date them? Like, why do I want to spend my time? And I think too, more and more as we get into like the, like, I think dating apps are fun if like, you haven't dated a lot and you just want to experience dating like I've definitely gone on some dating app dates like not a lot but like I have um honestly Mm -hmm. for the experience of it most of the time like in other countries when I'm traveling um but like now too I've just realized that like it's not something I think I would want to be my end game like I don't Mm -hmm. really think I'd want that to be my story and I don't think I'd like like, I think it's much more natural to meet someone just, like, doing the thing that you enjoy doing and then, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, building it from there and, like, maybe starting as friends. And I just feel like that's such a more natural way for things to happen than be, like, let's go on this Tinder date. And, like, I don't know, I overhear, I overhear people on their first dates all the time and they're just, like, oh, like, are you religious? Like, do you have dogs? What do you do for work? And I'm just, like, wow, I just can't be bothered to have that conversation yeah yeah I think it's tough because we for sure live in like a world where dating is hard and Mm -hmm. harder and so I get the the apps of course um and especially if you're like really wanting to settle down and it's like a great way to meet people but like you said it's quite ideal if you can meet someone in an environment that you both are in because you clearly both enjoy Mm-hmm. Um, potentially depending on where you're at and not going to a place that may not be even a place that you want to go to um, because it's like forced I think if you're living your life and you're going to these areas that you like say you're going to the, the health food store or a co-op or whatever and you go there frequently and you meet someone there well clearly that person likes to be there too and so you guys have something in common and that is obviously much more natural and ideal um but yeah that just reminded me because I was speaking about like dating and where you even go to meet people (laughs) and 
I'm like, no, you just go to the places that you know you normally go to and that you like going to because I don't know if someone uh, that you're interested in is interested in those same things, like they may be there and like that could be a connection versus forcing some Tinder date or random person, Bumble, whatever, whatever yeah. apps are out there. <laughs> well, and I think I told you too, did I, t- I told you the story about Simi, right? At the beach. Did I tell you that? I don't know. Okay, well, so my my best friend, um, she, uh, well, I guess you know who Simi is, but for my audience, the audience, best friend since second grade. Yeah, it is kind of weird. We're talking on Zoom, and I can see your face, but yet we're also just like recording. Yeah. Anyways, um, sometimes I forget. She was at the beach with a bunch of her friends, like a few months ago, and she saw this guy, like kind of like across the way. He was in a group of friends. And she was like, my God, like, he is so attractive. And mm-hmm. so her friends, like, go, go give him your number. Um, and she was like, no, like, I can't do that. And so they kind of, like, a, a while goes by. They they go to their car. They get in the car. And then Simi's like, shit, I'm going to go give that guy my number. And it took her a while to, like, convince herself to do it. She literally wrote it on a piece of paper, walked all the way back to the beach, straight up to this group of guys, and was like, excuse me. Like, I think you're really cute and I'm just gonna give you my number um you don't have to do anything with it but I just think I'm gonna give you my number and so she did and then she walked away and that was that and she was like she literally texted me afterwards too and she was like I just don't have like I don't care if he responds oh yeah he was like that was just such a confidence thing like she's like I literally just did that and like showed interest in someone and if they don't reciprocate like I don't really care and I just thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard like I was just that's like, awesome great well and he ended up texting her but then honestly she lost interest like very quickly and was like okay like I'm okay but she like mm-hmm. I don't know I, th- I felt like the fact that she did it I was like that's cool um so yeah it's like I think with things like that I don't know you see a guy walking down the health food store you're just like damn you're attractive you might be married maybe check for a ring but definitely just like if you feel like you need to give him your number just do it if I have the urge yeah I mean I think that it also just like you have an opinion of that person when you're on a date with them like you're allowed to have an opinion you're also able to approach someone like the guy doesn't have to approach you (laughs) and so in that example that's awesome like just as I don't know. I think there is for sure a lot of pressure on guys to like approach uh, women, but like we can do the exact same thing. Yeah. And I think I've gotten to a point as well where like I've started being like, if I think about something, like I have to do it. Like if I think about mm-hmm. texting someone something, mm-hmm. I would have to do it because I'm like, I'm it's going to bother me. Like I've started to definitely notice that. And like for my own mental health reasons, I'm just like, all right, if I think about it, like, okay, I'm not going to like injure someone or be like super weird like not that I think about those things but like that <laughs> like what it. is coming in your brain yeah I know but anyways like if it, you know like if it's something that's like you know like socially acceptable and it's like okay like if I think about doing this then like this just sounds so bad now in my my words but but I'm like if Can I do come back it, from this yeah I don't know but like in terms of like a good example is like the women at 
uh, spoken that I'm doing a story on. Uh, yeah. I, I was standing there and I was watching them and I was just listening to them chat and I was like, oh, you're so cute. And like, part of me was like, oh, don't go interrupt them. Like, don't go talk to them. And the other part of me was like, no, like, go just go talk to them. And then, then I thought about it and I was like, okay. Like, and I literally just gave myself no time to think about it any longer and just like went up to them and talked to them. And now I'm writing a story about them. So I feel like things like that and yeah. then I can also apply that to guys. I haven't had an experience with guys in a long time in that way. But, like, I guess also just, like, even, like, people that you meet, though. Like, if I think about something, I'm like, oh, like, you look really pretty today. Or, like, like I saw this woman at breakfast, a, like, a week or two ago. And she was just, like, drop-dead gorgeous. And she was mm-hmm. sitting next to me. And I was like, you look, you're just beautiful. Like, I just hope you know that you're, like, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, like, things like that that I, like, think about, I, like, kind of just have to say now. So, but that's been like really helpful for my mental health because I don't think about it longer than I need to. I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah, I could see that being really helpful for you, especially because I think in your brain, it is very easy to think something and then tell yourself, oh, nope, just kidding. And so then to just act on it, I feel like that would be really useful. Yeah, it's been a good practice for me. I've learned to allow myself to sleep in. Oh, yeah, same. Which, um, like in Spain, for example, I wouldn't really do. Like, I I get stressed out if I am sleeping past seven. That's late. And in Spain, like, even if I didn't have, if I was up late, I would be really stressed mostly because I needed to be up by seven. and. I like my day would be ruined if I if I slept in later and now for whatever reason I am okay with just like letting myself sleep and waking up when it wants to wake up mm-hmm. um and I think what I'm realizing about all these things that I'm noticing um in my 20s is that it's like I'm living a less restrictive life I'm realizing that I don't have to have all of these restrictions on different areas in my life and that those restrictions came from a place of control because I wanted to control as many aspects as I possibly could to feel like sane Mm -hmm. I don't know and just realizing that if I let go of some of that control I'm gonna be fine um, so that was a really roundabout way of talking about how letting myself sleep <laughs> has really, uh, I think it is just a bigger part of a bigger picture of just, you don't need to control everything in your life. Yeah, I've actually learned to, I actually kind of miss the Spanish lifestyle. I do have to say, like, if I miss anything about Spain, it's the lifestyle. Um, just cause like, I don't love, like, I, I, I lie. I do love waking up early, um, but I also just kind of miss, like, waking up at 8 a.m. and being okay with it, but, like, literally now I I get up at, like, 5.36 every day, and if I sleep until 7, I'm, like, ah, oh, and I miss, like, I don't know, walking everywhere. Like, literally the other day, my parents and I had lunch, and I was at a cafe, and then we were having lunch, like, a 30-minute walk away, and instead of driving my car the five minutes that it would have taken, I was, like, I'm just gonna go for a walk and I'm just gonna walk there and that was really weird for me because I never do that in Bend I'm just like I'll just drive everywhere yeah in in Madrid like a 30 minute walk to get lunch was very normal 
Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I've learned the value of walking. That sometimes, you know, it's okay to just walk for the day. You know what I've been doing every single night now? For tea, <laughs> I've been braiding ginger um, and like soaking it and just drinking that as tea. And Ooh. it's been life-changing, actually. Like I've been doing it for like over a month now. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just like grate the ginger up, put the hot water in it. It like steeps and then just drink it but like the spice from the ginger is so nice at night and like it honestly also just like like sometimes I'll have like a dessert or something or some chocolate but like some nights I'm like not really feeling like chocolate or something super sweet but I also like kind of want something that's like you know like has a little flavor and so I've been doing it just tastes so good nice I've done like I've cut it up into little like chunks but I haven't grated it Oh, well, I guess, like, either way, it's fine. Yeah, I want to try grating it, though. I do feel like it'd have more flavor because it's broken up a bit more. Yeah, so that's another thing I've learned. Ginger tea. Life Hot tip, guys. Actually, Rachel Hollis is the one that really sold you know. You definitely heard her talk about the fact that she drinks jugs of ginger. And, so I was and like, that is why I started. <laughs> I was like, you drink jugs of ginger? I'm going to drink jugs of ginger. Literally, yeah. like, if, okay, I'm sorry, but we're just going to talk about Rachel Hollis for a minute here. Please, please do. But this woman is incredible. Like, like she talks about the fact that she's, like, a hippie. She talks about the fact that she's, like, woohoo-y and, like, has interest. And she, she's just a very interesting woman, and I have learned so much from her. And if you want to learn how to, like, she is, like, an entrepreneur, like, didn't, didn't go to college entrepreneur been divorced like with the man of her dreams now has like four kids was an adopted like she did what no she adopted kids she like I don't know she is just like a powerhouse but like the most casual powerhouse out there in terms of the fact that like yeah she's spiritual and does us like believes in astrology she's like super holistic and natural with all of her like remedies and just like the knowledge that this woman has I'm just like she has taught me more about life than I think anything else ever has so well I think also it's not that she necessarily has that knowledge but she recognizes when she doesn't and she brings on the people that do yeah and that to me I think is a huge um like a really good characteristic of someone when they can know like when they're not strong in a certain area and they can outsource to others who are because like she's humble and one of my favorite things about her is that she is freaking real like her podcast this morning I don't know if you've listened to her most recent one (laughs) she was literally she prefaced it with the fact that her kids could walk in at any moment and she's like I may need to stop this podcast if they come home and sure enough, they came home and she stopped it and she was very candid about it. And then she restarted it and she said, hey, guys, this is a new day. <laughs> and I love that because so many people are trying to either be something or they're trying to look like they have a certain like their life is all put together and it's so professional. But just be real. Yeah. Anyways, so if anyone needs like a good female influence, confidence booster, like just some good life advice to learn something new. She's incredible. And Rachel I, is your gal. Yeah, she is 
your gal for sure. So yeah, hopefully one day she'll hear this podcast. <laughs> well, I think we're going to end it there. That's a good way to end it. This is our third, uh, third Zoom call. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Zoom is only 40 minutes when you have the basic version. And so we've had three Zoom calls this evening. Um, yeah. Because we have back-to-back ones, but you can't just have a long one. Apparently not. Yeah. Unless you want to pay. And I don't have money to pay. No. Well, I don't want to use my money to pay. I guess that's a better way to say that. All right, guys, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Becca Blue Rose podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, definitely share it to your Instagram stories. Share it with a friend that you think might need to hear it and tell me what you liked. Also, feel free to DM me with anything that you would like me to talk about. Or if you are interested or know anyone else who's interested in being interviewed on the podcast, I'd love to have you and I'd love to hear your story. So I look forward to chatting with you guys and don't forget to subscribe.